Pa. Dos. Oh. Ho, ho, ho! This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Yay, yay! <laughs> I know, I totally changed the energy there. And <laughs> best friend, Derek. Woohoo! All right. You are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling seasonal twist. It's like the pumpkin spice latte for your ears. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is episode 140. Again, somehow... I checked, I did a little background check on my own work and found that we had released 139 episodes according to Apple Podcasts. So this one is definitively 140. Well, fa la la. That's right. (laughs) With that in mind, Ashley, when the heck are we this week? It's Christmas time. What more do you assholes need to know? All month long, we're spreading fear and decapitating deer and decking the halls with Holly's Holly's bowels for all you to see. Yikes. Okay. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yowzers. It is the time for our first annual Killer Christmas Holiday miniseries. Drew, what is that? So um, instead of focusing on a specific year, we are going to spend the next month watching nothing but Christmas movies, real, original, I know. And then on top of that, they're all going to be killer, bloody Christmas movies. Our favorite. Uh, We do have a soft spot for horror-themed programming, so we're going to go all in on that this month. We're going to jump around, but you're going to be very immersed in the dark Christmas spirit. And we're super excited to do this occasionally to break things up instead of just like getting stuck in one year, one time period. We want to get stuck in Christmas land. And with that in mind, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's ready for that. Um, If that in mind, with that in mind, Ashley, um, is there any good options showing this week? Well, there's this really rad poster um, of this little mini Rambo kid. And he looks like a total badass. And it's called 3675 Code Pair Noel. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't take French, so I was going to have you read it. But then I just went for it. What is well, it? It, it was close. Um, I wasn't even talking about your pronunciation or your uh, French accent. Uh, it's 15. I think that's a one oh, out of seven. Oh, that looks like a seven. So that's not really my fault. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this movie has a lot of different names that it goes by. Uh, probably Deadly Games is the one that you're going to see if you if you Google it. If you're looking on um, Shutter, which is an easy way to watch it, I think it's called Deadly Games on there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So look for that and let's um, let's go. Let's check this out. Ooh, ooh. La, la 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 la. Nice. December twenty fourth. Midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. Sounds scary. Sweet. Yeah, it sounds really scary. Ah. Uh. Not a lot of voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Deadly Games. We are fresh out of viewing it. And um, because it was so difficult to see this movie when it first came out in 1989, a year before home alone which we'll talk about more um we actually streamed this one so um we're not going to pretend that we went to the can film we festival went to France. yeah i mean y- you know we we can pop anywhere we want at any time but all that aside this is the first movie we've watched since uh home alone 2 
and it has a lot of similarities. I know this, I've brought this up before in the podcast. I know a lot of people have debated it. Whether Home Alone ripped it off or not, we're probably not going to have an answer to that. Like whether the creators of Home Alone, John Hughes, who happened to be vacationing in France when this came out, he has <laughs> admitted to. Um, whether he was aware of this or not, isn't necessarily the most interesting topic. I'm really curious how you thought this R-rated version of a Home Alone type story with all the same elements, but real violence, real like fear that for the characters and for their beloved pets, sadly, uh-huh. um, real stakes in this movie. Did that work for you more than kind of the cartoony stakes that we talked about in Home Alone? I love this movie. Okay, interesting. I thought it was really good. Um, I love the main character. I thought it was really creative and fun. And yes, it's a horror movie, but it's not like super scary or anything. Um, But I liked the real violence. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, you're always begging for more realistic violence. But make it darker. (laughs) Even something like Gremlins, which, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time, my favorite Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. is... um, like borderline between whether it's for kids or adults and it has enough real um, violence and fear to kind of work for both audiences. I home alone. I don't know. I mean, it, it is a scary setup, but the, the tone of the, the, the violence is, is cartoony. Like we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the main character in this movie, all of his like um, computer, skills were it it just felt like the setup in this movie was a little more organic Mm -hmm. than home alone it seemed like kevin McAllister in home alone is smart um and is like witty and able to kind of hold his own in conversations but they didn't really set up why he would have any of these skills in this movie i mean it's not realistic that the kid would have like eight monitors and be coding and trap door. Like, I mean, it, it, there, his family is loaded. Um, his mom runs like a a giant department slash toy store. And so they have infinite resources, which makes sense based on, you know, all the, the stuff that he has access to. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that it felt like more realistic, even that the kid, well, I just felt like we got a better setup for why he would be able to handle this than um, than Kevin McAllister. It just kind of came out of nowhere that he could do all of that stuff. Right. Um, and he was, yeah, programming like cameras and he had that cool armband. They could see all the different like house or all the different cameras in the house. He was cool, man. I was really impressed. Yeah. I mean, and in, in, uh, I think we might have a slight dissenting opinion, which I'm super excited Um to hear because one of us came out with a sour look on their face watching it um a complete grinch energy um (laughs) derek care to um care to voice what maybe you didn't love about this movie um do you there Derek? Uh, it was good but also bad yeah well i mean did it did it have anything to do with kind of comparing it to Home Alone, the hype? I mean, I know you knew both of us were really enjoying it. Was it just kind of like it's totally okay? Everyone loves Home Alone, so we're not trying to shit on that. It's just <laughs> no, it's, no, it yeah. uh, no, I wasn't really comparing it to Home Alone. I don't know, just uh, like the Santa Claus, Santa Claus's motive just didn't sell it for me. Okay. So I kind of didn't really understand why he's trying to just kill the kid, but I guess just blood bloodthirsty. Yeah, he was, he was he was a little um mentally unstable. Yeah. Clearly like to, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say yeah, clearly sort of um missed out on some important parts of his childhood and childhood development as we learned through the snowball fight that he just uh-huh. kind of like <laughs> stumbles yeah. upon and tries to participate in uh, as an adult. And then the kids run away and he is, he seems like he's just a stunted um, kid and 
uh, once he actually does capture the main character in this movie, is it Tomas? Yeah. Yep. Um, once he does capture him, he like is like, okay, now it's your turn to go hide and I'll, I'll look for you. Like he thinks it's just a big game. He doesn't mm-hmm. realize that, you know, well, he does realize that people are, <laughs> he kills a dog and he kills like, I guess he kills several people. Yeah, um, he a lot the, of people. The helpers in their the, the the helpers in their house, the delivery person. So he doesn't, but he doesn't feel any sense of remorse or or regret for that. He's just a complete uh, sociopath in that regard. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, though, I and also some of just how it was shot. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really have any good reasons not. I just didn't uh, vibe the the Santa Claus motive, and yeah. just some of the the way that they shot the film. But I mean, it was good. Like I said, just it's yeah. Uh, yeah I, mean, I, I I I I'm just so surprised because if you like horror movies or Christmas, I mean, like it has all the elements that I feel like you would like in in something else. And I was assuming maybe that just because it's so similar to another plot or something, you found that distracting. But yeah, I mean, it it might it might also be like a mood thing. Sometimes movies don't hit right depending on whatever you know, however you're feeling at the time. Yeah, and for some yeah. reason, when I watched this, I was like, oh, Derek's gonna love it. Like I yeah. just like, oh, had this like I was like, he's gonna be like so pumped about it. Like the kid's super cool. He's like the little Rambo. Like I don't know. For some reason, I thought I, you would like this one a lot more than you did. I do want to rewatch it and see if I uh, enjoy it more the second time. So mm. I'll likely do that. <laughs> Starts with a training montage set to like Rocky music. I think we actually have that. And clip. like a sweaty little kid with his uh, arms listening. <laughs> yeah. Can you play the first uh, clip that we have, Derek? <laughs> the kid is rad as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so that's set to him like working out and <laughs> getting his like face paint on, his headband. Uh he's sort of dressed up like Rambo. He's what's funny about the Home Alone um uh accusations is that this movie has taken a lot of inspiration from intentionally like referencing Rocky and Rambo and like American action movies. Those are his this kid's uh like inspirations and heroes. So it's been really up front with that uh, if uh, if this had been like a popular movie and then home alone had come out a year later and a lot of people had seen this in america or anybody had seen it then <laughs> it, it would it just has the exact same setup it's a totally different tone but it's crazy how if it is a coincidence it's crazy that they could be so similar mm-hmm. i mean does anyone have any theories on how that could happen or just that it's not that original of an idea, maybe. He saw the movie and then he copied yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that... and also maybe that is. I guess I was comparing it to Home Alone. Now that I'm thinking about it, and yeah, I I think like I mean that's what makes again we're not like trying. This is one of those movies where I just I mean I didn't start the cult movement. Um, it's had a couple different moments where it's caught on throughout um throughout the years and then most recently in in 2019 it was at an Austin film festival and that's when i had heard about it and it is one of those movies where you see it and you like immediately want um to tell other people about it and show other people so i'm not like trying to convince you to have a different opinion it's it's just genuinely surprising unless the the tone like the uh, the nostalgia and the comedy and the sweetness of Home Alone is absent here. Although he has a really sweet relationship, yeah. yeah, he has a really sweet re- relationship with his grandpa. 
I like and that relationship mom, better yeah. than the one with Home Alone and Kevin and the older, the two people in those movies. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, if you could somehow take nostalgia out of it, I mean, it would be hard. I mean, it's it's also, I mean, it's a, it's a movie in French with subtitles and the characters don't have the same, he doesn't have the same type of personality as um, Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. and Home Alone. He's not quite as like... He's not a character you well, you probably would idolize him watching it as a kid, but maybe a little harder to see yourself in him versus Kevin was maybe a more sympathetic um uh character that you could like want to be. Although again, everything I say is just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> this movie does it better and it's it's more fun as an adult to watch it. I I who knows if I'd watch this when I was a kid. And I had to read subtitles. Obviously, I don't think I would have the same no, response. No, I wouldn't read the subtitles at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but and there's also all this cool technology. Like, they have um, the Santa Claus. Like, so the way he originally um, starts communicating with the killer in the movie is this uh, dial, dial-up santa claus internet um chat room basically mm-hmm. and they in addition to that they also have like these um kiosks uh, in the street where you can uh, you know talk to santa presumably it's like a corporation or something but um i don't know i i just loved all of that like old technology and seeing him typing on the computers and inventing clever um uh, like writing computer programs he does like a visualization that like maps out the house mm-hmm. and it's just like it has like all the fun hacking visuals that you see in early uh technology movies that are totally unrealistic but just so cool because of how analog mm-hmm. all of that is um so yeah what else did you love about the movie ashley I did. I mean, we talked about like his traps, but I liked all of his like different little like yeah, the trap door. I liked the little fire truck with a bomb on it. Like, he was really creative. Yeah. I loved his like hidden layers. Like you climb oh, yeah. through like the refrigerator, and you go in this whole. It's like a meow wolf esque feel, but you go into this like whole other world. And he's like, yeah, my dad's toys are here, and then his dad's toys, and like no one knows about this room except for me. And, and he was like had like a giant plane in it, and like it was, it was awesome. That's that rumor alone was really cool. Yeah, the the house is interesting. I mean, it basically looks like a castle and it looks very um like a like a set a facade. I mean, it obviously it is um on the exterior and probably everything that they built on the inside. It doesn't feel like a real house, but again, they live um they're like a super wealthy family and they have this toy empire. And so it makes sense that his dad was like a toy mogul and saved all of his toys for for generations and yeah, he has secret layers. It is just absolute wish fulfillment as a kid. Um, and the relationship with him and his mom is interesting, too, because she's clearly, I mean, like, um, what happened to his dad? He he passed away. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you is I don't know. I think they explain it. Uh, he Oh, there's a scene where they have this, like, audio recording that he uses to trap the evil Santa in the what sauna or something steam room yeah steam room yeah i think he's it was actually really subtle and maybe too subtle because i think it's one of the last recordings from his dad oh i thought it was his grandpa and no i think it's his dad saying like um i forget exactly what the message is but it's something that i think the kid like has held on to because take um, the change you filthy animal (laughs) <laughs> yes yes <laughs> it's it's i mean it's a, like the more the earnest <laughs> version of the homo of the that homo and talk boy stuff i mean everything is just so <laughs> there's so many parallels that it seems very suspicious but, but they they also mentioned yeah. at one point like she calls like the head of police or whatever and says like oh it's at the mansion you've like been here before or something so i feel like something like happened to her his dad like traumatic that, yeah, but maybe. I mean, I think everyone knows where they live because it's mm. just a huge property up on a huge mansion up on a hill, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. But she's she's like a high, a very powerful businesswoman. So her fall in the movie would be like, you know, spending too much time working and she's away from her kid on 
Christmas Eve, leaving him with the, the grandfather. Um, but it's not done in like, I don't know, you see all these American um, family movies and including Home Alone where, I don't know, like the, it feels contrived that they're away from each other and, and like just so that they can have a re- reunion. And this, it just she really cared about her job. I mean, she was really like um, got a lot of fulfillment from from work uh, to some degree of. But she also had a really sweet, like nurturing relationship with him where she would let him live out these fantasies mm-hmm. and not, you know, yell at him too much for like constantly destroying the house. <laughs> yeah. She could uh, you put less holes in the wall this time? <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, and then his, they had a really his, sweet relationship. Yeah. yeah. And then his grandfather, of course, is like can barely see. And they play um, what role playing game were they playing? No, they're they playing chess. No, but it was with like figures and like figurines. That's right. They were playing like a D and D style role playing game because he had spent like two years playing with his grandfather, and his grandfather had never leveled up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Their relationship is super sweet. He's got a dog, which unfortunately has to be the Murdered. victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty. So. That was like the most violent thing of the whole movie. Yeah, even though there are a lot of deaths, most of them are off screen or mm-hmm. like even when he's killing somebody in the uh, delivery truck, it's in the truck. You don't yeah. even really see it. Uh, the dog getting stabbed with the cake cutter. Is that uh-huh. what it is? Yeah. And that's what he, that's the primary weapon he that Santa uses throughout the film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what he stabs Tomas with. In the leg. It should have been a candy cane or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that would have been good. It is a pretty original weapon whether yeah. yeah it's not like super christmas themed i mean the movie isn't campy really i mean it sounds campy the way we're describing it with the <laughs> kid but it's it's kind of somehow achieves like a tone that feels relatively like emotionally realistic i mean everything that's happening is pretty pretty crazy but it feels i don't know like for the kid to be emotionally relatable and for even the villain to have some depth of mm-hmm. character there is quite an accomplishment for this type of movie. Yeah, I agree. When he buries the dog, that was pretty damn sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also when he could have killed Santa, but he didn't. Which time? Like he didn't want to kill Santa, right? In the oh, no, he didn't want to pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. Like he had a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, because he's exactly. Yeah. Like he was fine. Like trapping him and mm-hmm. and playing his own version of like like a game that is life or death but like he wasn't um he's not a killer <laughs> he wasn't yeah. prepared to pull a trigger and he understood like the consequences of uh or the seriousness of that way more than the the villain of the movie even understands what he's doing um i think i just think all those layers of character development in a movie like this are pretty unusual yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I overall thought I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I really like this movie. I was very impressed. Yeah, it's a Christmas classic. Just trying to think if there's any other kind of the way that he is. Um, um, the final sequence where he's uh, all the kid gets like wounded in a serious way. He has to like build an improvised. Uh, oh, crutch. Yeah, crutch and mm-hmm. like there, there there's even realistic like damage being done to the characters normally that'll be like okay he'll get a scratch and they'll he'll address it and then he'll be walking normal but like he was walking with a, a wooden <laughs> a wooden leg basically for mm-hmm. the movie um it just it, like I, I i don't know i thought it was like really um smart in how it handled the stakes of the movie you see the the dog get killed that's when the movie shifts definitely into another gear of of danger because he's like confronting the evil santa right you know face to face right off the bat but then he mm-hmm. can outmaneuver him because he knows the house um better than anyone <laughs> yeah and i like that fact. i liked when he hit his grandpa in the night suit yeah yeah that was so he didn't do that though his grand i mean i that has doesn't make sense at all no his grandfather like left the room and then came back and he was looking for his grandpa but he was in the night suit 
Yeah. Oh, I thought he hit him in there. Well, the way that, yeah, I agree with Derek in the sense that the way that the movie would have you, um, the way it unfolds in the movie is he didn't realize it was in there. So the grandfather oh. somehow got himself into it, which <laughs> based on how difficult it is to get out, um, whatever. I mean, yeah, but I, I totally agree. That was really cool. And then, um, you know, you think the grandfather, like there's, uh, the, the movie does an amazing job of making I me mean, after you kill off the, the beloved dog, like yeah. you certainly think the grandfather or even the kid, it could possibly get killed off and it's not mm -hmm. an American yeah. movie. And you're just like, <laughs> I thought the, the grandpa was going to die like four different times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's not like gremlins or, or something, or of course home alone where, there really aren't any stakes. I mean, there you, uh, for better or worse, are in genuine, you know, fear for the for the characters here. So, I thought that was cool. Um, as far as the research I did on the Home Alone stuff, uh, there was some really high profile screenings with uh, American creators. Apparently, that the director recalled like. Um, going to one screening where Ray Bradbury, the author, Roman Polanski, and Wes Craven were there, and they gave it a standing ovation. And this is kind of like right around when it came out. Um, so it is very possible that you know American film people were aware of it, and the way that Home Alone. They, the reason they went ahead with Home Alone anyway was because they knew they were going to make it a completely different tone. And this movie was so underseen that it wasn't going to be noticeable. Uh, but the director did either start a lawsuit or follow through on a lawsuit um, at one point. And because of just the notoriety he was getting uh, once people did see it, he did get some cool jobs in in Hollywood. He worked with Spielberg, and he worked on um, a TV show, Young Adventures of, or the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Oh, so, cool. yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought the the directing. Um, I don't not sure exactly what shots you're referring to, Derek, but I thought the visual um, compositions of the movie and and everything were uh, really exciting. I, I, the way it unfolded seemed like technically super sound as well i didn't like the random like there has some like random like slow motion filming for like hmm. too long yes yeah <laughs> that was weird to me i was like you don't need to put this in here but the rest of us could yeah that's yeah that's, that's fair that, that is one example and granted it is what 1989 yeah yeah so they probably didn't have slow-mo cams but i was just like this looks weird it felt like i was like in a soap opera for a second and then went back to the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean that's that's reasonable there's i mean I don't really know how to like pick apart any of the movie from my end because overall it, it works so well, but it's going, it's doing a lot of, of different things. So for some elements of it to fall a little flat or understandable. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't think it's possible to overhype it, frankly. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, the fact yeah. that I, yeah, I, I want to rewatch it because, like you said, maybe I was in a, a, you know, a certain place to where I was paying attention to certain things versus just kind of just enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. letting it flow over me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fine. It was. It's good. <laughs> well, it's not a competition to see who liked it more. It just it's 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 really interesting when people have different surprising reactions to something and like the movie wasn't a hit so whether that was just because nobody got a chance to see it or or what it took decades <laughs> for most people to see it um so it's really exciting for the filmmaker and for anyone who hasn't even heard of it for um 30 years to get to see it to get to see it now so mm -hmm. i think we're all definitely recommending it it was a really fun way to kick off our killer christmas extravaganza yes ashley um i'm hoping that you can really get us in the holiday spirit with a killer poem oh i do have one this week <laughs> finally i should have just not even asked instead of the, the done the reverse of what i normally do oh yeah I should have been like, <laughs> oh, have it's my one. time to go for a poem you're like oh cool i forgot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Tomas is a creative genius that happens to be an eight-year-old little boy. 
who is left to take care of his wonderful grandpa on Christmas Eve. Oh, joy. He decks the halls with gadgets and traps in hopes of defending the mansion from evil rats or from an evil Santa who gets fired from the mall for a kid slap. Now, <laughs> Santa decided to go on a little killing rampage and takes the delivery truck with a dead delivery driver in the back cage. He ends up going to Tomas's place and drops a rope down the chimney with a bag of toys. Tomas finally sees Santa and he's beyond overjoyed until things quickly go off the rails. <laughs> when he watches Santa coldly murder his dog, no longer will you see a wag of his tail. Mm. Oh, through cameras. Tra- I know I wrote this as sad. Um, through cameras, trapdoors, and bombs, this rainbow kid is now ready to destroy. No one is allowed to be a killer of Christmas joy. His grandpa is now hiding in a life size metal night suit, and Tomas begins to kick Santa's ass and gets him with a gun shoot. But of course, evil Santa isn't quite dead yet, so he battles Santa, Santa as his grandpa is able to get the gun, and Gramps shoots and kills Santa by telling Thomas to duck not to run. His mom arrives at the end of this all, who is busy doing accounting and bullshit at the owner as the owner of a mall. <laughs> Ouch. Santa is dead, his dog is dead, but his grandpa is alive and well. And if another evil Santa comes to his place, Tomas sure will give him hell. He's definitely traumatized. Beautiful. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, by the way, um, that was incredible. Yeah, kid slap. We forgot to mention that. There's some red flags in the hiring process of the the department store Santas that they overlook. Yeah. <laughs> this guy just walks in off the street and gets a job but mm-hmm. even they explain be, it, it's that it's gotta in the be movie. a movie it's gotta be a movie trope right yeah just hiring they, shitty santas that that <laughs> and they even explain in this movie where she's like planning the of the big christmas event like day of and she's like yeah. we'll just hire anybody we want it to be a huge thing so <laughs> yep. um and then she's really does her best to address the situation immediately when she sees um him acting poorly to the kids so i don't know I, I just can't say enough like good things about the the emotional realism of the movie <laughs> um ashley you captured some of the emotional um ups and downs in your yeah, poem yeah. thank you you're uh, welcome thank i you just feel that. so bad for tomas because he's so excited to see santa and he's like i stayed up all night like i get to see him he like and he comes in through the chimney which is crazy to me with like the tra- like the presents yeah. and stuff and so Tomas is under a table being like, oh, yeah, Santa, awesome. And then he just murders his dog. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. So I forgot to mention a couple of things. I rewatched um, Joe Bob's presentation of this movie. Joe Bob, the oh, nice. movie, uh, the horror movie host. And they did this a couple years ago for the Christmas special. And he gave some good details about things that are different with like Christmas in, in France versus America. Who knows? Half, half the time he's like kind of joking but like you wait up until the night before to open presents so like you go to church and then you come home and like they celebrate christmas at at midnight basically so um santa comes down you know the chimney in the in the the myth and uh on chris on at midnight on christmas eve instead of you know instead of waiting until christmas morning so that's why he's waiting up even though he's not supposed to um for the timing wise and then just like the aesthetic of Santa is a little bit different where he wears a hood instead of a, a Santa hat. So they capture that in this movie. But, but yeah, the fact that he is able to come down through the chimney. Um, and I think that's one of the slow motion scenes, but it looks awesome. Like the, the, the rope drops down. Oh yeah. In slow-mo. Cause Thomas is, uh, Tomas is hiding under the table. And so he has a view of the chimney opening and you just see like the rope drop down. Obviously we know Santa is um, uh, evil, but it's super exciting for him. And then the way the dog thing plays out is just so horrifying. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Fun movie to get things started for our mini series. Thank you, Ashley, for your poem. Anybody else have anything to say before we move on? Derek still hates it. Just kidding. <laughs> no, You're talking me into liking it again. Or liking it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our favorite segment of the week. A little something we call Rank the Blank. Do we have a helpful holiday sponsor for the week that is um, going to bring back Tomas's... Uh, <laughs> that maybe he can replace <laughs> his his lost dog with? I love that you chose this. 
these lonely pound puppies need someone to love. Someone who'd love a little puppy love. You, Grandma. Pound puppies are as cuddly as real puppies. He'll keep you company in the dorm. There's a perfect way to say I love you for birthdays, holidays, or any day. Pound puppies, so soft and adorably lonely. Sometimes the hardest thing about giving them. Merry Christmas. Is giving them up. That's pretty yeah. cute, and now hopefully I'm even sadder. One of, hopefully one of those is under the tree. Not that it's going to be much consolation oh, for poor man. Tomas. Did did uh, did you have these, Ashley? I feel like I remember some pound mm-hmm. puppies in our household. Yeah, I think I had pound puppy. I had pound puppies and Polly Pockets and something else that starts with peas. I don't remember. Yeah. So what's the yeah. difference between a pound puppy and just a regular uh, puppy? They're like, lonelier. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that's what they said in the ad <laughs> they have like uh, sadder eyes okay gotcha do you, no, do you mean a, a, a pound puppy and um, stuffed animal or a pound puppy um, it's... <laughs> I meant a stuffed oh animal gosh. but uh, what? yeah what is the... anyway let's not go there <laughs> alright thank you pound puppies for sponsoring us and giving our listeners great gift ideas this episode Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. Um, This week's topic is going to be amazing alternate movie titles. We have not yet run through the list of um, alternate titles for this movie, of which there are many. Ashley, um, can you give us some of the different titles for Deadly Games? Yep. So, which I said, beginning 36-15, you're right, 15 Code Pair Noel, Dial Code Santa, Claus, <laughs> Game Over, and Hide and Freak. <laughs> Hide and Freak is good. The I tried to even I it's not a translation thing. So the the thirty six fifteen code Pierre Noel is like um nice. that's how you that's the program that, that you use to contact him, I assume. Dial code Santa, yeah. Yeah, so like it's dial code Santa Claus is kind of a cool title, but they're too confusing and i don't think it's mm-hmm. just because like of the translation issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like especially the 3615 code name is mm-hmm. very weird <laughs> um my i mean honestly it, it has could have had some impact on its marketing you know but mm-hmm. it's probably not the reason so those are the titles for this movie um home alone did anybody know? Uh, had anybody heard of this French title for Home Alone before? No, I, <laughs> but like I like we, it. I feel like we talked about it. I I tried to Google it really quick, but I couldn't find it. What is it, Drew? Yeah, so mommy, I missed the plane. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> um, we probably did when we we didn't talk about it last week, but we I bet we did when we it was probably in the trivia for the for the nineteen ninety Home Alone episode. So. That's a good call, Derek. Um, we're going to play a little game before we get into our choices. I am going to give you all some titles. I've already looked okay. at the list, so I can't play, but I want you to guess. I think some of these are definitely guessable if you if you think about it. So I'm going <laughs> to give you um, the title in the country, and you're going to guess what the American title is. So okay. number right. one, it's Raining Falafel from Ooh. Israel. I guess. Yeah, guess. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Nailed it. Did nice. I? Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at this list. I didn't look at the thing, but I was like, what's similar to this, but not this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. Falafel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is is pretty easy. I mean, you have like a one in four chance, but I just thought it was funny. Die hard, mega hard. Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> Die hard too. Three? Die Harder. You're... Oh, shit. Yeah. It's right? actually Die Hard with a Vengeance. So they've oh. replaced with a Vengeance with just Die Hard, Mega Hard. But isn't there a <laughs> Which... Die Hard, Die Harder? Or no, did I make that up? I think there is Live Free and Die Hard. There is oh. like a Die Harder might have been the, the um, tagline or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is Die Hard okay. 2 called Die Harder? Um, the tagline is die harder. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, so that's okay. That's number two. Number three, 
I don't want to give any clues. Uh, if you leave me, I'll erase you out of Italy. Oh, man. That is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's what I was going to say. Nailed is it. That... Nice. Oh, dang. That was a good yeah. one. That's a, that's, I mean, it, Eternal Sunshine is so poetic. And I think we referenced that in one of my favorite Rank the Blanks, where we talked about what makes a good title. Um, if you leave me, I'll erase you is like more <laughs> literal and equally, <laughs> man equally uh heartbreaking yeah um, this one is uh <laughs> um i have to even i have to scroll through the list oh this one's hilarious okay so um the next one second to last one we're gonna do is called vaseline argentina it's not flubber no <laughs> uh. <laughs> vaseline um um uh, is there like a, a lube movie like a <laughs> kind of yeah Looking greasy. I don't know. I don't know what this. Do I you mean, you, yeah, you just said y'all both just said it. Grease, grease, grease. Yeah, <laughs> grease oh, harder. Vaseline, yeah. Vaseline grease. harder. Mega, mega grease. Um, <laughs> this one's funny. I, I this is one of the only ones that I had heard before. Um, on a like another podcast probably. So slight. I think it's slightly, uh, slightly pregnant. Juno. <laughs> no, that's a great guess, though. Um, can you give us a hint? Um, it is a Judd Apatow movie. That's a pretty big hint. yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I just can't think of the damn name. It's knocked not forty year old. Yeah, yeah. knocked out. There you go. Yeah, that okay, one. So Juno feels, was close. Okay. Yeah, that one feels like a little bit of a mistranslation um, out of Peru. Because can you yeah. be slightly pregnant, Ashley? You're. The woman. No, you're either pregnant or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess it feels like knocked up is they're trying to use a slang for you know casual pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. And so they went with slightly <laughs> um, unexpected pregnant might have might have mm. worked. Mm-hmm. Um, do do the folks that distribute the film like approve of how it's named in different countries? I, I think it's one of those situations where some people have power, but for the most part, the director or like the creatives rarely have the power and yeah. it's more the business side of people. And so they don't really care. Um, but the creators, I know I've heard interviews where they're either laughing about it or not happy with <laughs> how it yeah. gets titled in other countries. Um, but that, that was really fun. We're going to pick, like um, pick our own here. Which one do we want to pick from the movie? Um, deadly games. What do we think the best title is? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all. Let's call. It, let's say they're all eligible alternate because I don't. I guess thirty six fifteen is the original, but well. So which of the others do we think is the like best? Alternate? Hide and freak. I think Agreed. so too. Yeah. It, it it actually it's relatively descriptive too. I mean, it's holiday <laughs> movies. We're gonna have to maybe do a rank the blank and during this series where it's best holiday pun because Ooh, nice. including the movie we're watching next week, basically every ho- holiday horror movie has like a punny title, but hide and freak is descriptive of the plot. So that mm-hmm. one works well. Cool. All right. We'll go with that for this movie. Ashley, what's your choice? I like it's raining falafel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cute because it's meant to be a fun, um, you know, kids movie and they just picked a um a food that was more regional than yeah. spaghetti. Yep. So that's my spaghetti. Drew, Drew, what's yours? I think mine should win. Uh, okay. I guess that's the point of the <laughs> the segment every week. Yeah. But mine is just too good to resist. Okay. Um and and we didn't you well, all can might I guess not what have... this is? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, so okay. I, that's why I didn't list the name. So the what title, the alternate yeah. title out of China is His Powerful Device Makes Him Famous. <laughs> I mean, um, back to I don't the think, future. I don't think you're going to be able to guess it. Terminator? No, it's much more of a, a metaphorical use of device. A um... euphemismic. A euphemismic. <laughs> <laughs> a euphemism for device euphemismic i like that um i have no idea <laughs> it's a really tough one to guess um Derek, do you have any other guesses uh no can you give us a <laughs> hint like one more hint mark Wahlberg. 
I don't really know what movies he's in. Same. <laughs> Ted? <laughs> um, so the powerful device is Dirk Diggler's giant dong oh, um, in Boogie Nights. Nice. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. That so, was. Wow. Just, yeah. Okay. So for Chinese audiences, they titled it "His Powerful Device Makes Him Famous," which well, I mean, is really, really something. Um, Derek, what's yours? Mine is well, you all know what it, what movie it, this uh, comes from, but it's mm-hmm. Captain Supermarket from in Japan, Army of Darkness. Yeah, that's awesome. Captain yeah. Supermarket, man. Is that? <laughs> Am I forgetting something about the movie that makes that make any sense? Like what? I don't think no. so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which make which makes it hilarious and and a great choice. I was just wondering if that's just a complete like of... mistranslation so. for us. I mean, unless he went to a store to buy the chainsaw. I don't. Mm... Even so, it would yeah. be a stretch. That's still like... Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have a we, this is a really fun one. We have a wide range of of choices here. Um, Hide and Freak has the the wordplay going for it. Ashley's is cute. Mine's about a dick, um, <laughs> and Derek's is just weird. So Ashley, where do where do you want to start um, with this um, one? I don't even. I don't. Mm, I don't know. I thought I was gonna win, but then. <laughs> Yeah, these are all good. I, I'm okay really with are. being last at fourth place. Oh, so the poster for the Army of Darkness Captain Supermarket poster has Bruce Campbell like Campbell soups at the bottom of it. <laughs> what? Well, that I think it gets bonus points for that. Then I'm just saying it looks awesome. Anyway, um, I think mine's really cute. I actually put a hide and freak towards the bottom. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. So, cool. if not the bottom, actually, I put it at the bottom. I, think I don't really love yours, Drew. Really, too vulgar. Yeah, because mine's just so cute, and the comparison it makes me like, Ugh. But, you know. <laughs> wow! I didn't know you were such a prude. Um, Whatever. Um, <laughs> dang, I, I mean, that's that's fair. It's it's all. This is a complete matter of personal taste here. I was I liked mine because it was like. It's such a weird euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and Boogie Nights is a great catchy title. And to go from Boogie Nights to, to this. Yeah. <laughs> his powerful device the, makes him, him famous. Quite the stretch. <laughs> um, it's kind of literal, like the uh, eternal sun, you know, going from eternal sunshine to if you leave me, I will I'll raise you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, you okay? I'll give you the final or the you know at least the first vote. So hide and freak, bottom, last, third. Yeah, um, it's got too many different titles, and none of them are <laughs> like perfect. Um, Derek, how do you feel about falafels versus powerful devices? It's tough because oh man, it, it's got to be it's raining falafel. Thank you. Wow. Okay. I would. I would say that's a. That's it is a surprise. cute. It's silly. Yeah. But yours has to be above mine. Okay. So, so it's raining falafel. His powerful device makes him famous, and then Captain Supermarket, and then Hide and Freak. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. I won. I think falafel and powerful device would make a great double feature. <laughs> His powerful <laughs> falafel. Yeah. Powerful. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> The movie did not win this week, finally. Yeah. That was a really fun one. Um, This is something that, like, there's probably some other lists out there, but as soon as I started digging into it, I was just, like, (laughs) delighted by (laughs) all the weird weird translations out there. So anyone can have some fun Googling that. But that's it for Rank the Blank this week. Please, please run out and purchase those lonely pound puppies they cannot be murdered by santa claus um i mean they can probably be maimed but they won't feel it so um all the more reason to stock up let's get back to our feature presentation for this week
All right. We're in a little bit of a time vortex here, as we mentioned. What, Ashley, were you able to uncover about the reception to this movie, whether it's modern or when it came out? Or do you have any any insight for us into how this was received, aside from not being seen? <laughs> yeah, uh, more modern. There are like a lot of Home Alone comparisons in the reviews, but people seem to really like it. <laughs> so, which is pretty cool because it's such a different, like interesting movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, it got really good reviews. So I, I, there wasn't even any way to watch it. I mean, I, because it's a foreign um, release, it wasn't like something like Ginger Snaps, one of my favorite movies that was very underseen for, for a while. Like I first saw it on HBO just randomly. Like there's a lot of movies that you could catch on cable or something nobody was ever going to have a chance to see this it wasn't even uh, on um, you couldn't even order like you know a physical copy of it um mm-hmm. until a couple more recent uh re-releases of that so I, I it's so wild for it to just have this uh revival decades later and uh well deserved so did it do well in the box office? Is that what you're saying? I don't think there's really any data. Um, so <laughs> no, um, it, it premiered at a like a kids film festival, which was crazy, and then <laughs> what? It, like not the main, yeah. Um, what was it called? The Lone uh, Film Festival, I want to say, a, um, kind of a, a city in, in France, outside of Paris, and so some people saw it there, and then it was in like the the secondary part of the Cannes Film Festival. It wasn't in the main competition, but it was in like, uh, I don't know, some other part of it. So like other than Mm -hmm. that, I'm not sure how many theaters it was ever in or or anything like that. All right. So Derek, um, (laughs) would you consider this movie a new release or old news based on remake potential? You want more? You want to see another one? You want to watch it again? You love so, the kid in it so much. Before the podcast, I already have had my answer. So it, it's definitely a new release. Okay. Definitely watch okay. it. Just some problems. But yeah. But for nineteen eighty nine, I think it was a really I don't know. I thought it was a really good movie. Super original. Um, so you're you're old news, right? I'm definitely a new release, Drew. <laughs> this is like the one of the best definitions of a new release ever because it was a movie that more people are seeing now than saw Mm -hmm. when it came out and i mean i don't even think we need to uh, like our opinions are important but clearly (laughs) it because of the revival um it's people are considering it a new release so people have spoken and so have we new New releases all around all right how killer we got to talk about this um normally we do a scale of one to whatever year we're in um or zero to 1990 for instance or one to 1989 but since we're not going to be staying in the same year Mm -hmm. i figured like we need a new holiday uh killer christmas scale so what do y'all think that should be how many deadly is it how brutal gory Mm. Well, you're just coming up with synonyms for the, the word. Like <laughs> disturbing. What's the, what what's the scale though? One to murder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about um... how many snowmen? How many? Um... <laughs> <laughs> One to six six six. Um. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, on the number of puppies mutilated scale it scores um a one but on well we'll be comparing these movies to the previous ones so we can decide as we go but i think this movie is pretty killer for whatever that's worth (laughs) i don't think think it's super killer because it doesn't kill a lot but if you're saying killer isn't good then it's pretty killer yeah cool killer okay we can rate the kind of what type of killer how killer it is Hmm, okay instead of doing a scale so this is like, yeah, some type of description. So there's a police code 10-O, which is use caution. Anyway. Okay. Oh, I like where Homicide, you're going. Homicide, 0170. Oh, so we should give it a dial code. 
Yeah. Well, isn't it already have one? 13, whatever. 3615. Of one to 3615. Pretty 3615. <laughs> I just spit on myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um well, TBD, I guess, on yeah. the how killer, but we'll we'll figure this out before our next um, episode. What else, Ashley? All right. So each week when we watch a movie, we take something from that movie and make it our own, kind of like Home Alone, and sell it in our gift shop. So right now we're all over the board. Um, we still have our secret diary. There's only 25 pages left of it, so get it while it's hot. There's some new release crew pin cushion toys. A Mr. Ear, like a Mr. Potato Head, but just some ears. There's a new release, Daddy Talk Boy. <laughs> yeah, I forget exactly what where the daddy fits in. <laughs> because it was... Oh, I don't know. It's... I, oh, um, shoot. I'll remember later. Is that like a voice filter? Just... Yeah, it makes you sound like a dad. <laughs> Slightly dad or fully... Dad jokes. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was our voices. I'm sure you sure it's our voices in the Talk Boy. Anyway. We probably um, should know this if we're selling it. Well, it's a mystery talk boy. So what do you guys want to sell from this movie? Yeah, we got some. Hmm. He has a million toys. He has that uh, wrist computer that that you mentioned. His armband. Yeah. But I think it should be something like the Santa Claus chat bot. But for us or for, you know, some kind of like hot, maybe like a, a computer hotline. Ooh, and they can talk to us yeah and we'll send um um killer people to your door um or not (laughs) Um, so yeah dial code a new new release release. hotline oh yeah dial code new release sure but it expires after december yeah this is a holiday yeah oh yeah why don't okay that's a great idea why don't we um be a virtual lap to people's um for people's gift uh, request so okay. you can call in sit on our, our virtual lap <laughs> and tell us what you want for christmas and we'll decide whether or not you are naughty and deserve it or not mm. sounds like an only fans but okay yeah well we'll have an algorithm or we use our own judgment or we'll figure out we'll figure out exactly the technology but it'll be in the new release um lap dance if you will okay perfect um all right so what are we watching next week all right next month yeah next week we're watching a new new release um we've got a beloved actor from one of our favorite modern shows that's set in the 80s we've got some weird kind of like christmas horror action going on this might be more of an action movie than a horror movie so um it's a little something called Violent Night. Derek, do you have the trailer for us? Mm-hmm. Time to steal Christmas. You tell me. That's Liguizamo. Liguizamo. What did she just say? Time for some season's beatings. <laughs> and that's David Harbour. <laughs> Who are you? Big fat guy. Gray beard. It's jolly old Saint Nick. Violent Night. Rated R. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we have that next Sign week. Me up. We've got a whole month of holiday programming. And if you want to ride along on our sleigh, uh, then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts, including following us on Instagram at New Release Podcast, where we are just churning out um, <laughs> great content. <laughs> Ashley's posting all of her poems. We're doing custom artwork. We're, um, we have pictures from our elves slaving over the virtual lap dance that we're creating and Daddy's Talk Boy. So... You can see behind the scenes footage of where we keep um, the piles of uh, misbegotten pound puppies that we've collected. You can just see it all at New Release Podcast on Instagram. Ashley? That's a slice. Ooh. <laughs> Merry 
Merry Christmas. <laughs> Don't change kids, stay with us. Stay a little Jesus. <laughs> Hold on to my We can't watch that.